Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. That means you don't only get awesome fantasy adventures, but you can listen to them in whatever order you want. Here's one of those stories now. And our characters today are... Jade! Hello! Jade is a red-skinned, black-eyed, black-haired paladin... I will tell you now, she has specialized in defending our fellow combatants from enemies. She can take damage for you while you are in the front line, and she can draw the attention of the enemies if they are coming for you. She says, no, fight me instead. I'm using a character voice for Jade so that you can tell when I'm talking in character and out. I'm sure you'll figure that out, though. <laughs> All right, probably don't need to say that. Skirmish. Hello. Uh, my name's Skirmish Killington. I'm a fourth-level Goliath Barbarian uh, with a Path of Wild Magic specialty. And uh, I'm about 7'7", seven, seven, uh, 300 and some odd pounds. Don't like to reveal my, all my features, you know, to surprise the enemy. Uh, I'm wearing a nice pair of clean pants, and that's about it. No shirt, no shoes. But hopefully I do get service. <laughs> And, of course, Cecil. Well, hi, everybody. My name's Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and I'm really excited to be here with you today. Uh, I'm wearing a dashing red coat with brass buttons and very shiny. My footman, Stanley, has been polishing them for me all the ni- all night long, just so they'd look wonderful for today. It is reminiscent of a pirate coat, and I'm also wearing um, breeches that would, uh, would befit one who would be on a pirate ship. However, I am not. Uh, as my adventures have um, made it clear to me that uh, ocean-going life makes me incredibly ill. <laughs> I am a, a, a fourth-level uh, rogue. All right, my darlings. Uh, <laughs> let's get at it. We start, as most adventures do, at the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. It is a medium busy day. You see adventures are going in and out getting quick drinks while either on jobs or, like, between shifts, uh, doing one adventure and managing their home life. Uh, what are you guys up to on this, um, we'll say it's a Thursday. Well, if it's a Thursday, I'm at the bar. Because, well, I'm at the bar every day. But, on Thursdays in particular, I like a dark ale to start the morning. Uh, is it morning? Uh, it's like 11.30-ish. It's just about to be afternoon. So then I'm on my third dale. <laughs> and I'm doing just <laughs> fine. So they're getting served up cold and foamy. Uh, just the perfect head. Uh, the FPK bar is truly knows what they're doing. Uh, Cecil, Jade? I'm also sitting at the bar. I'm just drinking a soda water, but I have it in a nice fancy glass with an umbrella in it because I want it to feel fancy today. And um, I'm, I'm just going to take in all the sides because I'm so excited to be a fire-breathing kitten of my very own. Mm-hmm. Jade is somewhat grumpy. She missed the 10 o'clock pickup for the care packages for her daughter, Adele, and son, Sasha, who are in college, and they need all of the dried seaweed they could want for their seaweed soups that they can only get, you know, from their mom. Anyway, they'll get it with the pickup for tomorrow's mail. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. 
and she's kind of upset. <laughs> she is 52 years old and her kids are in college and she's like, they still need me to send them things. <laughs> uh, well, still one of the best. Yeah. You're a good what mother. Of... You are a good mom. Thanks. It's a day late though. Uh, hmm. I'm going to come on over to your table and see and say, Hi, my name is Cecil Tatum Canterbury, and I'm a fire-breathing kitten. And I was wondering, um, I was sitting at the bar, and I saw you, and you looked like you maybe were going through some emotional problems right now, and I would like to come and join you just so you can have some company. Would you like that? I turned my completely black with no sclera eyes to you like a monster out of a horror movie with red skin and horns on my head, and I say, Oh, I did not mean to appear to be in a bad mood. I apologize. No, everything is good. Sun is in the sky. My children are happy. I, it's nice to meet you. You said your name was Cecil? Yes, my name is Cecil Chamber Canterbury of the Nicomore Canterburys. I have heard of you. One time we were on the case because your very, very large mansion had been broken into. Things like that happen. A lot. Yes, we did not recover anything. I apologize for that. Who knows where it went? I feel like the DM has left the the game and it's very difficult to improvise the entire thing all by ourselves. It's true. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, here he comes now. I'm so glad. <laughs> oh, I was feeling very... <laughs> Whew, I do believe I have the vapors. <laughs> Hi, DM. We missed you. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, I don't... My internet just farted. Things went off the rails. Um, We're so glad you're back. Did you know that Cecil's house got broken into? But we, the Nicomoy uh, police, were on the well, case. We recovered zero objects. <laughs> Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. Who'd like to roll the recap for what happened so far? <laughs> uh, I, can, uh, I will roll. <laughs> I got to 17. That's very high. You can do the recap. Oh, perfect. So... I was down in my third ale, which was made perfectly. Cecil was having a very fancy soda water in a very fancy glass, and uh, he couldn't help but overhear how sad Jade was about missing the drop-off for the care packages because she cares about her children so much in college that Cecil was moved and physically moved to the table and tried to <laughs> comfort her, and it was delightful. I'm still drinking, but I might, I might pop in. And now you're well. caught up. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Uh, should be good now. Uh, well, there's no better way to feel fancy or get your mind off something, especially in an adventurer's life, than to do a quest. And that board is sitting there just waiting. You see Willie's there staring at his spider friend, who is creating a pretty elaborate web. Is Willie by the job board, then? Uh, he usually just stands there. Oh. I'll raise a glass to him and say, Hey, Willie! And then uh, I'll make my way over to the job board. Cool. Uh, so you head over. Willie goes, oh, hello. And, like, goes back to looking up at the spider. Uh, you see that there are, like, fewer flyers than normal, because apparently everybody's trying to make some coin before the weekend. But there is one note that sticks out to you. You would just guess at a casual glance. The reason this one's still there is uh, because of the distance involved. And you would basically have to go out of town for the weekend. And that, you know, that's no fun if you have plans. Uh, but it uh, basically says that 
someone called The Patron uh, commissioned art from a small art collective. Uh, and they have not delivered, have not responded. And uh, no money was exchanged. So she, like, she's like, I don't think I got robbed here. This is just weird. So for just a simple 50 gold, uh, just investigate what happened. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, I think I'll go with some friends. Hey, uh, you two at the table. Would you like to go with me on this job? Oh, wow. Are you talking to us, Mr. Enormous Man? Oh, absolutely. You you look like de- delightful folks. I don't think we've met before. Hi, I'm Skirmish. Hi, Skirmish. My name's Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury. Nice to meet you. And I am Jade, Jade Roland. I am entirely free, and my wife says that I need to get out of the house, so I will go with you. Perfect. It looks like it's out of town. I hope that's not a problem. I am retired. I can go travel. Why not RV the world? It's fine with me. I have no plans this weekend because I was just going to stay home and maybe polish some more of my buttons on my um, pirate outfits. And I am working on designing a a pirate-themed carriage. Ooh. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, but this 50 gold would go a long way to helping me um, continue with the plan. All right. Well, um... Looks like someone called a patron needs to get her his or her art. It's not really sure if it's a he or a she or whomever. You do see that there's a location of a um art gallery. Like that's like uh for payment and contact, please you can reach me at this location. And then the uh last like like known whereabouts sort of like you have a general area uh that the patron thinks that the collective might be which is near a small town like a we'll say most of a day's travel to the north near a forest uh the town is called errol like e-r-r-o-l um and like it's small enough where you probably haven't heard of it unless you would like to make a check for any sort of deep knowledge um that was the last place that the patron had heard contact from them and it was odd the patron was like they're out of town um but yeah if you want to contact the patron first they live in nicomoy hmm this does sound kind of like an interesting adventure i've never been to this town nor ever heard of it before hmm do you guys think that we should get more information on this or should we just head right out Let's go. All right, yeah. Who cares what the patron is? I'm sure they're not shadowy. I do not <laughs> care what gender or race they are. They have money for us. Let's go adventuring. Worst case scenario, we take our camping supplies. We have wonderful marshmallows and a fire in the woods. Perfect. All right. Also, I think the O Collective is dead. So let's go find that out. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> why why did they dally around when we can go find corpses? Let's go. Sounds good to me. Uh cool. So will we be setting out on foot? Were you renting horses, carriage? Like how we how would you like to go about this? Well You see it's not connected to when... any like sorry, uh railways or anything. Um so mm-hmm. you would have to go some sort of overland travel. Well, I'm very happy to um rent us a carriage 
because I am used to traveling in, um, you know, in, in a certain way. And so I want to want to make sure that I'm true to myself and I and I don't rough it too hard. OK. All right. Would it be OK if I uh, sit by the window? As long as I don't have to sit in the middle, that's fine with me. I don't do hump seats. <laughs> I'm picturing a carriage with like a, a front facing and a back facing seat inside like like the Shrek onion carriage. That's an old reference, but right? It's not, not that old. It's not mm-hmm. made of an onion, but it, it is yeah, that that is exactly what it's like and my footman Stanley can drive us. Oh yeah. Okay, so skirmish can sit on a bench all to themselves, have two windows skirmish. And then Oh my. Yeah. Is that yes. Okay. Yes. We'll have to um take the convertible because um my friend here I think you might be a little too large for the indoor carriage, but I think that'll be fine. Oh, sorry. Um well thank you for considering me. It's all right. You're a very, very large man, but I'm very excited because I've never met a person quite like you before. Uh, likewise. You I seem think so... we're having another one of those times when the DM's not here, so let's talk about this. So what what exactly are you? Could you just, let's explore that for a moment. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so I'm a Goliath. I'm from out of the country. I've only been here for a couple of years, and uh, just exploring. Was in uh, outside a dish shop for a while, and then I heard about the fire-breathing kittens, and it sounded so uh, spectacular and fun. So I decided to join. And uh, so far it's been nice. Lots of nice people and whatnot. Um, what about yourself? Oh, well, um, I recently um, left my home. Um, my my father is a bit overbearing and doesn't believe in me. He doesn't believe that I can be a pirate. Um, and so I moved into the carriage house with my footman Stanley. And I live there now. Why would you not be able to be a pirate? What would your father think would be stopping you? Uh, unfortunately, he has very stuck-up values and thinks that I should work in his um, in his shipwright business. And he also thinks that, um, that the stories, the old bean, the sailor who has a, a small uh, alcohol problem, um, tells me stories. And he, he, he thinks that he doesn't know what he's talking about. But I think that is just rubbish. And Old Bean is very nice to me and always talks to me whenever I buy him a drink. Um, <laughs> also, my father has noticed that when I stand on any kind of a ship or moving platform uh, on the water, I do to get quite ill. We actually had to put a warning on uh, one of the episodes because my vomiting noises were so disgusting. I was very embarrassed about that. I, I, yeah, it's a sound editor. I bleeped them out. Don't worry. <laughs> As you guys swap backstories over the carriage ride out to Errol, uh, you notice, like, you go from the relative stability of the lands around Nicomoy to sort of just, like, open farmlands. You see some, like, carcasses of things around to classic... Victorian, like, spooky village. Where you're like, why do the trees all look like grasping hands? The weather just changed. Like, I see the sun there. Like, this weather pattern is not normal. Uh, Sad people holding lanterns, wearing dirty rags. And, of course, a classic, like, large, flat, one-story villa upon a hill overlooking this town. 
you see a creaky wooden sign that almost squeals, labeling it as Errol. Well, this place looks lovely. It looks a lot like my old village. I feel like these people might really enjoy being introduced to color. I might make that my mission. Are we doing an Adams Family thing where the more spooky, the more cool? I'd say yes. Oh, um, I mean, I'm the coolest one here because I've got black eyes and red skin and horns. You're quite terrifying, <laughs> not going to lie. Well, if I concentrate, my green eyes can glow when I get a little bit angry. That's something, I suppose. Cecil, we need to make you more spooky so that you'll fit in. How can we do that to help you? Oh, right, let me see what I have in my kit. And I'm looking around. No, thank you. I'd like to remain the amount of spooky that I am right now, which is zero. <laughs> How do you feel about a twirly mustache that you can twirl when you're thinking? Hmm. Seems a bit snide whiplashy to me. Hmm. True. Although, I wouldn't mind having a nice long beard that I could stroke thoughtfully like this. Hmm. 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 All right. We'll try to find you a beard. Quest items. We shall search for beard and missing artists. And the day will be complete when we have found them both. <laughs> Noted. Quest list updated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that will pay 50 emotional gold for Cecil. <laughs> 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 you will get quite literally richer in spirit. Um, cool. So you guys, like, even as you are approaching before you hit, like, what would be have to be put in quotes as the main thoroughfare of this town, uh, which is little more than an unpaved, muddy street separating two rows of sad buildings, uh, you get the feeling like you should pop the top on the convertible carriage uh and then like so you you do have a moment inside if anybody would like to do a disguise kit before you emerge into town proper i heard it was mentioned before so i figured i'd just seed the option again i'm all right find uh extra clothing constricting all righty uh so you exit from the carriage uh you see, like, there's no sort of fancy names on any of the buildings. Just, like, shop, uh, mortician, uh, butcher, things like that. You do see one that says tavern. Hey, look, there's a tavern. Let's go. <laughs> I agree, I'm parched from the road. Yes, and after we have a beer, we should ask the mortician how many of the artists are dead. They will know. That's very morbid of you. Uh, no, I am investigating as a town guard. I often said, oh, this person is missing. You know where you should go? Not the bar. The mortician. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan to me. So, beer first. <laughs> uh, so, cool. You guys uh, enter into the tavern. <laughs> and uh, you get a... Like, it looks equally as sort of depressing as the rest of the town, but you do get a sense of warmth and community here. There are, like, groups of people at tables, like, exchanging stories and, like, smiling 
which like is would normally would come across as like raucous laughter. You just see a sad farmer like raise the corners of his cheeks up and go like, eh, and you know, they're having a quote unquote good time here. Um, the bartender is a very tall elf, um, who appears to be like pretty young, like maybe like it's questionable. Like, Hmm. Is this person even old enough to drink alcohol? But they appear to be selling it, and then you think of elf ages, and you're like, I don't want to do the math. I definitely don't like to do math, so that works for me. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, there were stories being told. I'd like to sidle up and listen to some stories and perhaps buy a few drinks for my new friends, both the ones in, from the carriage and the ones that are already sitting here. Uh, awesome. Uh, does anyone want to break apart or go with Skirmish? I'll contribute one gold towards the round buying that I'm sure will cost a little bit of money. So I'll, I'll pitch in. It sounded like Skirmish wanted to buy a round for the bar. Correct. I would give you two gold pieces. All right. Well, let's find out how much it is. You might be buying the whole bit. I don't mind contributing. Yeah. I don't know the value of money. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, Jade, you have college-age children. <laughs> well, city prices, city prices are so different than way out in the country prices. Sometimes you're like, oh, I should pay $20 for this pretzel. And then you go into the country and they're like, wow, $20 for a pretzel? <laughs> true, true. I took it wow, as that was you just nice never... Like, learned the value of money. <laughs> just so, sort of dodged it, like me and geometry. I don't know. <laughs> okay, and then uh, Cecil, you got anything on your docket? No, I'm just excited to have a drink. I'm going to have um, a soda water with a twist of lime, please. I asked the bartender very nicely, and uh, I sit next to my new friend, Skirmish, and I listen in on all the interesting stories that these sad, sad farmer people are telling. Cool. So, um, let me get perception perceptions from both of you, then. They don't appear to be talking in hushed tones. So, like, this seems reasonable enough to listen in. You know, they're just kind of talking regular volume. I got an eight. Mm. I only got a seven, so I did not even do as good as my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, like... Come up, sit down at a table, kind of, like, look over, and, like, about the second time you kind of, like, just, like, involuntarily turn your head to get a better, like, sort of ear angled at the conversation, you, like, look out of the corner of your eye and you see one of the people at the table is just staring at you, leans over, and the only thing you hear goes, is that guy eavesdropping on us? And he goes, like, mm. and then they sort of, like, change topics and talk a little quieter. Uh, you don't seem to be getting anything meaningful from them. Hmm. How close are we to these people? Uh, I'll say maybe like six, seven feet away. You're just sort of like across, you know, like a, a bar, like, like you know, at the adjacent table. They don't seem super off-put, oh. but like they did notice your attempts at listening. Oh, well, I will uh, go ahead and grab those drinks from the bar and walk over to this table and say, Hello, we're from out of town, and we'd like to buy you some drinks. Uh, give me a persuasion check, please. 
Natural 20, 23. Uh, you see, like, uh, one of them, just a human farmer. He has his hair up, up above a cap, like, dirt kind of on his face, but he does it, he did appear to, like, wash his hands before he came in. Uh, smiles, like, you know, reasonably wide at you and goes, oh, you're a big fella. You ever think about doing farm work? Sit down. Oh, yeah, for sure. Used to do uh, potato farming back in my village. I knew it. He looks at the guy across the table from him and goes, Farmer. Like, the rough-looking dwarf goes, like, Yep, farmer. Uh, The farmers look at you and go, like, Is that what brings you into town? Farming? Well, not necessarily. We're looking for, um... Do you know any artists in the town? A collective of them, perhaps? A very pointed hush goes over the bar. Oh, no, uh, they died. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the people at the table with you kind of like not like go pale like they see a ghost but they're like like you get the distinct feeling like you've made a faux pas for some reason it's too soon how could you ask about some now <laughs> they're like uh no 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 artists in this town and like the, uh, you know the low hum of a restaurant sort of returns to the tavern alright uh so, if I wanted to dabble in a bit of art, where could I go to learn such a, a skill? I heard this was the place. Hey, man, shut up about art. And he, like, gets down kind of low on the table and looks at you with, like, wide eyes. Sorry. Uh, should I call it something else? Like, uh, like stew? Do you know what I could do some stew? <laughs> Uh, uh, Give me another persuasion check I would normally say disadvantage But this is that last bit of your crit Like that that shine wearing off Wait wait I'm going to um, I mean Cecil is going to Help your action uh, By looking and giving Puppy dog eyes to these poor farmer people Alright Alright so take that at advantage if you like so I got a 19. Thank you for the help. Otherwise, it would have been a six. <laughs> My puppy dog uh, eyes have charmed many a person. Mm-hmm. So he looks at you and just kind of shakes his head. And as he's shaking his head, he sees Cecil giving him puppy dog eyes. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, if you want to uh, have dinner, feel free to come by my farm later. I'll go... I uh, I know a good recipe for stew, but uh, I don't um, I don't know if we'll be able to cook it for you. Sounds good, and I give a huge wink. Uh, you're visible. You're also physically very large, so like it's a massive wink. <laughs> like you hear just like a clack of eyelids snapping together. <laughs> uh. Yes. At the, at the I, same time that that's happening, I make the AOK symbol with my hand, and I do an exaggerated <laughs> wink as well while elbowing my friend. Uh, you see somebody who's just like eating a bowl of soup, kind of like looks up because they just get, <laughs> what's that clacking sound? And with that, the guy at the table is like, all right, I'm going to finish my beer, okay? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
All right. Well, we'll we'll be on our way. Just let us know when you're leaving. We'll we'll follow you. Uh, just come down after sunset. It's uh, he points out like a farm through a window. He goes, "It's the turnip farm." So, if you see turnips, you're in the right spot. Perfect. Uh, cool. Uh, Jade, uh, did you have anything you were up to while uh, skirmish was getting down with the locals? I was exchanging my money for smaller denominations, and now I can buy country things. Okay, so you just have been talking to the bartender getting change, and he's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I bought everybody around. How much was that? Oh, he's like, oh, it's like a copper. Most of our ale oh here God. is subsidized by uh, by the Dubois family, so... This sounds so nice. Wow, subsidizing ale. If only I had that where I come from. Uh, make an insight check as yeah. he, like, looks down at you and goes like, Yes, we love the Dubois. Eleven? You know, like, you're a town guard. You're pretty good at telling when someone's lying. And you're just like, you don't get, like, a deep insight to, like, why he's lying. But you know, like... This something seems fishy about like them basically giving the town free booze and then him faking general like affection towards them. Knowing that something's fishy but not knowing what, I would like to part of my town guard ability. I have only one ability for being a town guard, but it's kind of useful. It is that I can. Watcher's Eye, my experience in enforcing the law and dealing with lawbreakers gives you a feel for local laws and criminals. Do I feel I can easily find the local outpost of a watch or a similar organization and just as easily pick out the dens of criminal activity in a community, although I'm more likely to be welcome in the former locations rather than the latter. I am suspicious that the reason why the Dubois family is not liked is because much like the mafia, the village is kind of paying them for protection. And then the like the Dubois is like subsidizing the alcohol to be like, that's right. We protect you. Love us. And then the village is like, no, don't burn down our houses. So my watcher's eye question is, do I feel like the Dubois are a den of criminal activity in the community or like uh, lawbreakers? Uh. Short answer, no. But you would get a like a ping off this ability because if they if they are the power in the region, they just make up laws that then, you know, they they can pick and choose what laws go into effect. So they're not breaking Ooh. laws, but something might be fishy in the laws that do exist. Ooh. Oof. So, like, even, again, you're like, there is something very fishy about this this whole situation here. Hmm. All right. And then I spend my one copper, which I don't even have. That's several decimal places over. So I'm going to subtract off one gold to denote that it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes <laughs> I'll just use a plus sign. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. And then, I, and then I come back to my friends and I'm like... Hey, guys, I know how to spend my pension. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the local real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving here. <laughs> Wife, I found a good Florida for us to move to. <laughs> <laughs> my wife still works. She's like, no. 
I'm not commuting from a spooky village because ale is a nickel. <laughs> oh, but honey. <laughs> I wonder if paint is not subsidized and it's super expensive and that's why all the houses look so sad because they kind of buy paint. I think we should open a paint store, a mobile paint store, a paint mobile. <laughs> I like it. We can buy paint in Nicomore where it is cheap, and then we can drive it out here, fill up on gas, drink lots of soda water, and sell them paint and make their village pretty again. We can also transport some of this ale back to Nicomore so our travels are, you know, paid for. I mean, I'm not an economics major or anything, but sounds like a good idea. By law, sell I, we win. We would just really need to make sure that we clean the barrel in between, and I think we could have a sustainable kind of a business here. This is something that my daddy would say that we should do, so I'm, if you want, I can put you guys in touch with him after this. All right. All right, and oh, that's hey, our Jake. session. <laughs> they retire and become <laughs> ale salesmen. <laughs> For the last time, we were joined by... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I meant to tell Jade about our conversation about a quote-unquote stew, which is what they call art here. So just call it stew and you'll fit in. And uh, there's a farmer that's going to tell us all about it at sunset at his farm. Well, you guys have investigated so well. Good job, teammates. It is only about... Oh, what time is it right now? It's been like a day. It was 11, and then we traveled for a day. Um, like, it's just about sunset. You could probably hit up one more location on Main Street, um, and then make it to his house for dinner, if you would so choose. So, do we go to the mortician or the butcher to pick up some meat to take with us to show up to dinner? Is the butcher and the mortician right next to each other? Because I feel like that is just a little weird. Oh, you know, in this creepy little town, they absolutely are. They're actually connected by a shared freezer. No, 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 (laughs) no. I say we don't buy any meat while we're here. (laughs) It makes more sense for the air conditioning. There's an interior wall. No. (laughs) No. Just Maybe bring a nice should... fruit basket. Yes, yes, a fruit basket. <laughs> uh, okay, as D&D characters, we can do survival to go collect mushrooms or fruit, right? Uh, yes. I actually brought with me some supplies because I thought that something like this might happen. Um, I'm willing to share my dinner and Stanley will um, I have to adjust. Well, that's so nice of you, Cecil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. I have these packed bento-style lunchboxes that my wife prepared for me. Uh, cool. Uh, so did you guys want to stop anywhere? The mortician, I think. That's what uh, Jade was talking about. Uh, cool. So uh, you enter into the morticians. Uh, you see that there is a uh, female halfling in sort of like uh like a black like simple dress like almost like think of like the mortician's tuxedo or not tuxedo a mortician suit in like a cowboy movie it's just that very simple uh black and white 
Uh, she does have colored eyeshadow on and a very fun uh, hairdo. It's like lots of rings that kind of like cascade down in like a big ponytail. Uh, she appears to be like chewing tobacco and she like spits out a big wad when you come in. And uh, she goes, oh, hey, how's it going? Somebody die? Can I ask a question quick? Uh, is the whole town like black and white? Like, is it, do I feel like I've stepped into a black and white movie or is it just depressing? Uh, somber. I mean, mm, you don't know if it's the weather, but I would say it's more of a filter than like a lack of color. But also you see that like it is just raw wood. Uh, they are not, they don't appear to do anything to decorate the town at all. Everything is uh, function over form. There's not, not even like a simple wall hanging or even any adornment on like the shop signs to the level of them just being called shop tavern. So no wall hangings, no yeah. stew anywhere in the town. No stew. That's interesting. Does anybody want to talk to this mortician? Not a big fan. Death dealers. Uh, sure. I, I can talk to them. They are a female halfling mortician with black mortician suit, colored eyeshadow, ring cascade with a very fun hairdo and chews tobacco gross. All right. So I will say, um, hello, I am Jade. I have come from Nikamui to the south. Oh, Nikamoy, I've always wanted to go. You should. We are having the Nikakan in a few weeks. It is a convention. It's very fun. Oh. Do you have anything fun in this town? I am new to here. I am a traveler. I am a pensioner. I am retired. These are my friends. What do you do here for fun? Oh, jeez. Uh, um, I don't know. I like to do my makeup. Um, sometimes I'll go to the library and... Um, Look at the book. Uh, um, tobacco tobacco <laughs> helps kill time and helps against the smell of the, the corpses. So that's that's kind of fun. I do that. What do you do? Oh, they must be so stinky. Do you have many corpses right now? Um, I mean, right now, there's one guy in the back I got to process. But, like, ugh, it's going to be such a job. Um, he's like seven feet tall. She kind of like looks over at skirmish and is like, yeah, I would hate to deal with your body. Um, but, uh, uh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, he was, uh, he was just a farmer. He died of a, uh, heart attack. I think worked too hard in the fields. That is so tragic. Do you have many alt attacks or what else happens in this town? I am so curious, being a tourist, please, if you do not mind. Um, well, uh, like, we don't have, like, a ton of, like, people around here. I don't know if you noticed. So, like, we don't have that many corpses. And all the travelers just go up to the manor. And, like, I guess they must have a doctor up there or something. Because, you know, they don't really come down to the town for help. Oh, that is really interesting. So they do not, like, for example, sign up in advance because it is so reassuring to know where your body is going to go. Do you sell grave plots in advance, perhaps to the manor, you know, offer discounted service? Surely there is no rival mortician in town, so they must only purchase their plots from you, yes? 
Well, I mean, like, I don't really do so much the grave digging. I just sort of, like, get the bodies ready for showings and things like that. Um, usually people in this town bury people on their, like, family land. So it's more mm-hmm. they take care of their own stuff. Plus, like, look at me. I, I, I can't work a shovel. <laughs> and she, uh, like, laughs and spits. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm, I can definitely work a shovel. But I'm like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> hmm. Um. So then everyone who dies in this town, they, their body gets processed by you, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody. Oh, wow. You are such a service to this town. They must be so grateful to have you. Other than this family that died of a heart attack, when, who else have you processed? I'm so curious about your job. Wow. Uh, make a persuasion check. Yeah, baby. That's why I built this character. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now I have to do math. Why was I drinking? What's 17 plus 6, guys? Here's a calculator. Uh, 23. Yeah. Uh, so you nail it. What kind of wizard are you doing that so fast? Dang. <laughs> she looks at you and goes, All right, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> uh, she, uh, my, I'm sorry, my name is Texas Instruments. Please. Um, uh, you can call me T.I. for short, uh, as long as that's not taken by anyone. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, she goes, like, looks at you, kind of rolls her eyes and gives you, like, a sly smile and goes, like, are you buttering me up? Do you need body parts? Are you a mage? You can tell me. All right. So my character is a lesbian. I'm going to say she's just flirty and cool and girls like her. And I'm going to be like, I have never met a mortician before. It's fascinating. Mm. Well, I mean, it pays the bills, but if I'm going to be honest, this isn't what I want to do. No. Have you ever thought of coming to Nikimoy? But you would leave all these people behind and your recent cases, are they all wrapped up? I mean, aside from that guy in the back, but no, you know, you get it. Like, I can't leave these people without a mortician. Otherwise, we'll get wild animals picking at stuff in the ground. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like I should stay. Mm, I don't know. Sometimes the people who come through town are kind of interesting, so. Yes, if you left them, they would be so destitute. I mean, just think of the people in the last month that wouldn't have been helped without you. All right, well, look, I'll tell you the same thing I told that creep up on the hill when he sent down that weirdo. Fifteen gold a pound, no more, no less. I don't know what I just did. I'm scared. (laughs) She thinks. Well, give me an insight check. Okay, I've been trying to get out who died in the last month for the past, like, five minutes. <laughs> I'm not trying to do anything else. Oh, no, I'm doing <laughs> an insight check. Why am I so bad at that? Five. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, like she said, the only guy who's died in the past month is the one that's in the back right now. Okay. In the past month? Oh, dang. Yeah, and, and so that means any travelers who came through recently would have gone up to the manor and not come back down. Huh. But they weren't probably the artist collective. I don't know. Okay, all right. Less um, out of character. More in character. So my very confused, very married lady feels like she was trying to just get information on a person, feels like she might have accidentally flirted with a person, backs off hard, and is like, 
Well, you know, if you are ever in Nakamura, my wife, Alice, and I, we would love to be a host family for you. Uh, we have out of town guests all of the time. We have a guest bedroom now that our children have gone to college. <laughs> you can visit at any okay. time. Ask for me at the phone well, and kittens, Gildal. If you're Alice need any spell components and she winks and like nods towards the back where the bodies no! are no! I will be sure to stop by and bring some spell components with me remember 15 gold a pound no I'm very scared and sad and I want to leave I yeah so oh, go, go ahead but you get the distinct feeling she was not flirting with you she <laughs> She thought you were buttering up the mortician like bad wizards do. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I uh, mean, she is a little bit specious and you're, you know, a devilkin. Hey. Hey. She just assumed. I mean. Uh, but uh, go ahead, Cecil. You were saying. I'm sorry. I have some questions. <laughs> I was wondering if I could ask you. I noticed a moment ago that you said that your library had a book. <laughs> and I felt yes. that that is deserving of a callback. So if you could, if you would, please expound on that. By oh, the way, my name well, is Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and, I, and, I, and I'm very pleased to make your acquaintance. Lovely to meet you as well. Um, my name is Trish. Ever since the Dubois bought the library they moved most of the books except for one up to their manor for refurbishing before they bring them back down it's been like six years so we've kind of given up hope on that one but we're also not allowed to buy new books without having them refurbished first so i don't know um if i may what is the book that you have access to in the library currently a History of Axes. Hmm. Is that the one by, um, and and I'm going to roll deception here, I hope, and so see if I can bluff my way into thinking that this is, um, that I know what that book is. And I got a 19. Oh, uh, maybe it's a different edition, but yeah, no, I think I, uh, she does that thing where she also doesn't know the person who like wrote it, but is pretending like she knows and doesn't know you don't know either. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's the one. Wow. That, that is coincidental. I do have that in my home library, but it does contain more than one book. Um, I also have a few other questions because I feel like you have really dropped a few bombs on us and we just kind of <laughs> move right by them because there was so much sexual tension in the room just a moment ago. Um, I'm so glad that that's dissipated because I'm basically a eunuch. Anyway, um, why are there so many travelers coming to this town that go to the mansion? That does seem suspicious to me and I was hoping that you could perhaps, as the mortician of this town, shed a little light on that. Well, um, I don't really know because usually they don't show up and have any need for me, but I have seen a lot of them through the window when they're headed up and they seem really cool. I kind of borrowed some of the style that I've seen from them, but like, I don't know. I'm not like, like that. I'm just a simple mortician. 
you know, I'm just uh, I'm just having a little fun trying to trying to liven up uh, my sad days. So would you say they're artistic then? She like does like a double take looking around the room and like puts a finger to her lips. She goes, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. So just one of them then. I'm sorry. What he meant to say, say was, um, do those people, are they statistic? Oh, right. Sorry. Statistic. Mm-hmm. She looks at you with a face of utmost confusion. Pardon, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are new in town and very confused. Very, very confused. <laughs> Why is it just us here alone with you in this quiet Hopefully, hopefully not associated with the butcher shop or connected with them in any way. Mostly sound some isolated area. Now that we are alone and you can explain to us, poor, simple travelers, why is it that no one here talks about out? Uh, she's like, all right, here, come, come into the freezer with me. I really don't want to, but I do. <laughs> I feel like this seems like a Bad idea, and I'm going to go on record right now about saying that out loud. <laughs> well, I like the cold, so I'll gladly join you in the freezer. Uh, I'm going so to come, she... but as I go, I'm going to... Can, can I use my sleight of hand to, to wedge something in between the door so that it cannot shut on us and kill us all inside? Uh, yes, you can. Please roll sleight of hand. One of the reasons you're con- concerned about this is because this has been a legitimate cause of death of a character in Fire Breathing Kittens in the past. Like, listen to the episode Jinner Party, everybody. I rolled a 15. Uh, <laughs> it's in the training manual now. <laughs> it's listed, it's in the and everyone's manual. like, what? Wait, walking in. Did into you not read a, the welcome a, packet? I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> I went over that door. It was thoroughly. rather long. I didn't really bother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, so, what'd you get on your sleight of hand? I rolled a fifteen. All right, very solid. Uh, so you just pick up like uh, she has like a solid um, pair of like pliers or something on her desk, uh, or uh, well, I'll say like a big uh, like a hammer for like cracking bones and stuff. And you can just sort of wedge it in the door jam so it doesn't close all the way. Um, ah, yes. She walks hammer. in. Mm-hmm. You see, indeed, there's a dead guy on a slab. Um, uh, you guys walk in. She sort of, like, pulls you in close and goes, Look, any art has to go up to the Dubois Manor. And if the art is good, the artist has to go with it. And it's a nice manor. They're rich people supposedly everyone's up there happy but if you get too flashy around here you get an invitation to the mansion and maybe you don't get to see your family again but again the Dubrois are great and they protect us she kind of says like a little bit extra loud <laughs> well that's nice of them I say also quite loud wow I really am glad that we are living here in this area, Arrow, under the benevolent watch of the Dubois family. Yes. Let's leave, guys. We should leave. Leave. 
<laughs> These people seem crazy. <laughs> I, but at least we know that the artists, since I believe we are free to speak here in this uh, potentially fatal freezer area, <laughs> now we know that the artists have not been permanently claimed by the cold embrace of the freezer of, of death, but rather by the warm and cheerful embrace of the lovely Dubois family. So although they have gone somewhere else and said have not cannot return from they are not dead they are simply being pampered and treated well in a mansion now we know and we can go back to Nicomandela well I've got a question do either of you are either of you any good at uh, stew because if so we might get an invitation to the manor that might be kind of nice um well uh, yes um in a way, uh, so I have studied theater and ballet and art my whole life under the tutelage of my mumsy, who is quite skilled in those matters. And so, yes, I I can perform. I understand about art history and criticism. Uh, sure. Excellent. Well, perhaps after we talk to the farmers uh, about what's going on as well, we can have a, a a ballet, a performance, and uh, you know who knows. I think what I'd like to do, if it's all right with you, sir, um, giant man, is a um, an aerial acrobatics with uh, on the silk line. That sounds delightful. Mm, I have a routine in mind. <laughs> Perfect. I'll help you as as however you want. Luckily, I always carry my silk with me. <laughs> So I'm ready to go at any time. You just let me know, and I will hang it up um, any, from any uh, height above uh, 25 feet. I shall be your safety spouter. If you fall from the sky, I will get you, and you will be unarmed. That's very wonderful. I appreciate that. And you're not sure if I said unarmed, like you lost your arm from the fall, or unharmed? <laughs> 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 or perhaps you took my weapons away while I was plummeting to the earth. <laughs> oh man, horrible double arm <laughs> rip by silk line. <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys have a rough plan in place. You have your fancy carriage parked on the street. Um, the mortician is kind of like, you know, moving towards the door. Like, I think we might be good talking in my place of business about this for the time being. Well, I don't have any more questions for this lady. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you two do. No. No, I all think right. I, I'm, I'm all set. Would you like to go see the farmers then? Farmers? Oh, can't say that word. <laughs> I'm a bit peckish, so I think it would be wonderful if they could provide us with a nice meal. We should bring them a bottle of wine, but um, I suppose probably not a wine store here. Let's just go. Well, that is what etiquette dictates. I have some in my, my rations. I assume that I drink one bottle a day, right? Oh, yeah, I suppose that. I'm retired. Yeah, and I have some in the <laughs> carriage, actually, and I'm come to think of it. I couldn't have picked more prepared party members. This is fantastic. It says rations on my sheet, and I'm interpreting that to mean... <laughs> bottle of wine. Uh, sure. Although I've moved to the carriage house, my family is rather wealthy, so I, I do have um sort of a, 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 you might call it a wine cellar that I can drop on. <laughs> it was 
It was originally like a converted dungeon, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're carrying like a bento box lunch, bottle of wine, we got skirmish, Cecil, what are we all carrying as we... Oh, wait, no, we gotta do the art performance. We're not heading up with food. We're well, changing plans. We're doing a ribbon show. Ribbon dance. We might want to uh, find out what these people know. And it's getting to be about sunset. Is that an appropriate time to do a ribbon show? I don't know, Cecil, you'd probably know best as far as when a good time would be. Well, if you do it over firelight, of course, it's very dramatic. Uh, the shadows <laughs> add to the show. It's an aerial silk performance where I hang this piece, long piece of silk up in the air. And then I use my legs and torso and arms and things to hang on it, twist around and do all kinds of crazy stunts in the air. It's very am- amazing. And I do it set to music I have it here on this um Stanley has it with him on a small music player fantasy music player well you have one of them portable bards that's great (laughs) (laughs) yes it's a bard in a box bard in a box (laughs) (laughs) thank you it's my bard in a box (laughs) nice well, I could be like a barker and invite everyone in the town to come and watch. We have a plan. One of us will climb up a ribbon and do fancy dances. The other one will get the crowd to show up. And we have me on safety. I will make sure that you are unarmed. Let's go. <laughs> I touch my arms. I, I hold them kind of close to my body and I say, yes, unarmed. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of looking, looking at Jade. Uh, cool. So then let's get a performance check. So are we skipping dinner at the farmer's house? Oh, no. It's sunset. So we're going to do that now. And then when it's dark, we're going to buy firelight. Do the ribbon show. Perfect. Um, so then you guys head out with your bentos and your wines and things like that. Uh, out to not like the edge of town, but farther away from like the main uh, street. Where there's a little more room to actually own and operate a farm. Uh, You see the turnips that denote this as the turnip farmer's house and approach the door. The building is in line with the rest of the town. You know, very simple, one-floored wooden building. I suppose I'll go ahead and knock. Awesome. Hello, it's us with the stew. Wink, (laughs) flatter. (laughs) You hear, like, a rustling from inside. The farmer comes out. You see he's changed into, like, some non-work clothes. Just a simple, like, sackcloth tunic and, like, loose, like, hemp pants. Um, he goes, oh, come in, come in. I lit a fire. Um, it's a it's a casserole. No, no stew. But uh, feel free to grab a plate if you're hungry. And, uh, I mean, he closes the door, locks it, pulls the shades... Um, and then sort of just like takes a position like with his back, uh, against the wall next to the fire, like motions to the table for you to sit and goes like, all right, so what, what's going on? You don't seem like regular travelers. You're the someone. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Goes and gets mugs for everyone, puts them on the table and pours like a very, like almost like half a bottle into one of his and then gets back up to his position against the wall. I I open up 
the small case that I have with me where it has a crystal cut goblet and I pull it out and I put it down on the table and I swirl the wine that he has did half of a bottle of and I pour it gently into my cup and I smell it nicely and swirl it in the glass before tasting it. It's lovely. I know. You know, wine <laughs> is a bit like a woman. Um, intoxicating and the best ones are full-bodied. He just kind of raises an eyebrow, turns to Jade, and goes, all right. <laughs> uh, uh, is this, what? What, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So we're here, uh, we're with the fire-breathing kittens, and uh, you may have heard of us. We're uh, adventurers, and we've been hired to find out what's happening to artists in this town. Uh, apparently, there was a collective. We spoke at the bar about it, and you were very hush hush about it. So we talked, we called it stew instead. That's why I talk, said stew. So we're looking for stew makers, if you will, and they're not here. But we did hear they're up at the manor, per- perhaps with the Dubois family. That's all we know. If you have any more information, we'd like to help them and help you if we can. He goes, Oh, the three rabbits came through about what? Uh, a couple couple weeks ago, maybe? Week or two? Yeah. You know, um, it does uh, fit the description. You're looking for three bunny people. Uh, two men and a woman. And, like, you have rough physical descriptions of them. But it roughly fits your timeline. And he, you know, was like, oh, the, the bunny people? Yeah, yeah. They went, they came into the tavern, got a quick drink. Uh, they were getting a lot of looks from the town folk. We, we stay away from stew. You know, here, we're just trying to, to eke an, a life out, you know, in, in the forest here. Um, not trying to get caught up in all that Dubois nonsense. Uh, but they uh, they got an invitation, so I guess they went up. And I uh, haven't seen them down here since. I'm sorry. But did you say talking bunny people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were like five to six foot tall. Uh large, like, had the head of the rabbits, body of a humanoid, body covered in hair. Bunny people. <laughs> that is excellent. Okay, um, I say that we find these bunny people. This tickles me. <laughs> well, if they're anywhere, they're up at the manor. What are the Dubois people, the Dubois family like? Could you describe them for me? They seem sort of to be, um, philanthropists, because I do notice that they have sponsored the local ale in, in the tavern. And uh, my family as well does much charity work, um, but I don't know that we run in the same circles. Do you? Do you? Could you? Could you explain who 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 are the Dubois? Well, uh, they're they're mysterious. Uh, they showed up. I don't know, fifteen, twenty years ago, maybe. Built that manor up on the hill. Uh, they never come down. I understand it's two brothers. I think. And, uh, always been obsessed with art, but in the last couple months, things have been, like, changing. More and more artists coming to town, uh, and even some of the local artists, like, some real amateurs, guys who just, you know, would carve bowls and things like that, uh, they started getting invitations up to the town, and now we're left with the most uncreative people that our town could produce. Has anyone ever said no to an invitation? 
I mean, he kind of, like, motions out the window to, like, the sad state of the town, and then, like, up to the hill where there's this glowing, you know, beautiful manor. And it's like, I mean, eventually we kind of figured out that you don't come back, but who would say no to, you know, a warm bed and a nice meal? But, uh, no, generally people, yeah, people don't say no. Do you feel like performance art, like a beautiful dance by an elegant young man, would that be considered art by um, this Dubois family? Uh, he kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes like, How do, sounds like a dance to me. But even without an insight check, All right. you know you're talking to a rural farmer who maybe does not have the highest opinion of the arts in general, who's been living in a town without art for like, at least 10, 15 years. So, you know, he might not have the best opinion. Well, you know, have you ever seen a ribbon dance before? Uh, I cannot say I have, no. Would you like to see one? Yeah, go ahead. Do you have anything very tall that we can hang a ribbon from? Uh, there's a maple tree in the back. That would be wonderful. See, sir, I will climb up the maple tree and attach the ribbon for you. Thank you. I'll have sand if it's a hardware. I have a 16 strength, so I'm probably best suited to tree climbing. But I'm also wearing chainmail, so there's a question. Does that help you with your tree climbing to weigh 260 pounds? Hmm... Uh, gotta go rules is written on this one. If it doesn't say in the mechanics that it gives disadvantage on athletics, we're not going to worry about it. Excellent. I shimmy up that tree, right? Do I roll an athletics check? Yeah. I'll spot you. That sounds like a help action. 22 overall. Do I climb the tree? Oh, yeah. This is not even, it's like an afterthought. You just see the branch you need to get to and then hut, hut, hut. Make it up there and tie off the ribbon. Can I jump from it? Yeah, and you have the ribbon, so, like, it's a safe enough, like, you know. Yeah, I slide down the ribbon to the ground. Awesome. I needed to exercise. I had just been standing for a while, and you know when you're like, I need to exercise and itchy for exercise. Mm, I feel better now. In theory. Cecil, I will catch you. (laughs) I do not understand that, no. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Never felt that in my life, but anyway. Yeah, when you're just like, hmm, my blood's not flowed recently. I need to really get my... No? <laughs> I like my blood still. <laughs> my blood I keep my blood as still as possible. <laughs> oh, no. My resting heart rate's like 40. That's what happens if you exercise a lot. Yeah, I know, but I don't. So. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> Well, why do all that work to get to 40 if you're already there? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Doing something right. I slide down the rope. I put my hands up at the bottom and I gesture to you to climb up. I will catch you. Go oh, ahead and get I, a ribbon. Um, before you do that, yeah. let me go down to the main road and get everybody to come watch. Okay. Cecil and I will light fires, right, Cecil? Yes. Tiki torches? Um... No, I'm sorry. So here we go. So the rope is here, and I put like a little X of tape on the floor. And then I march forward about five paces, 
and then this is where I draw another X on the floor and then say okay we're gonna need to put a small fire here and then um, that will be enough and then I'll show you where to put the other ones and then I start m marking off places all around the camp so that we get this dramatic lighting effect that I'm going for Ooh, fancy awesome hey everybody come look at this what it's a cool dance everybody's doing it the Charleston even cooler Oh wow! If it's cooler than the Charleston, cooler than the Charleston, cooler. Well, it can't be so cool. So you see, the town starts murmuring and headed over to the turnip farmer's hut. I take Stanley's uh, bar in the box, and from I take the bar in the box from Stanley, my footman, and I say thank you, sir, and I set it to play the introductory song on loop until it's time to start the performance. Um... Do, do any of y'all have uh, magic spells? Well, only when I rage, apparently, and I don't really have control over it. Oh, that's unfortunate. I was hoping that there would be some way that we could dim the house lights, which would be the fires, I guess, in this case, because that's all we have. But if not, I mean, we will press on. Um, well, I can stand in front of them. Yes, I, we do have ways to put out the lights, other than with magic. No, just want to dim them so that they know the show's about to begin. Um, oh. And that, that would be the cue to change the, the music, but we'll work through it. I take my shield, <laughs> and I just kind of, like, dim the light with the shield. It's a metal shield. That'll work. I get into my place, and, and I give I give Stanley the, the go-ahead. And I'm assuming, because I'm being helped with all of this by safety and a caller that I have advantage on this role. Would that be correct, Ian? Yeah, that's safe to say. They are helping me. All right. Here we go. All right. Well, I rolled a 24 because I rolled a natural 20 and then added four to it. Thank you very much. The classical music fades up and crescendos while my body paints a picture of an amazing <laughs> love between two people. You can hear as the oboe corresponds with the violin and viola section and crescendos into an orgasmic dance of me up and down the silk, gestating, dancing with my with only my toes holding me at one point, and I roll up and down and it, and and captivate the audience in the dramatic violet evening. It is truly beautiful. Uh, we'll say like it even sweating so far, and hanging, un hanging by my by my like uh, uh, by my knee, and I'm like sweating, and I'm like ha ah, with my arms spread, like <sighs> panting. So uh, the crowd cheers, uh, throws like copper pieces to you because you know they don't really they don't really mess with gold but like they pay you like tip you of course um uh, ow copper ow <laughs> they're just whipping coins at you um, ah, ah. but skin uh <laughs> no i heard artists like it the harder you throw that means you like it more <laughs> Um, <laughs> Not all of us. So as uh, the crowds begin to dissipate, and like people are going off with your name hot on their lips, uh, you see 
that there is like a roughly four and a half foot tall um appears to be a humanoid like the the chest and sort of build of a man but the head of a potted plant um they hold a small dagger made of like a of glass in their hand and extend it out to you of glass it's like a perfectly glass Uh, dagger uh, hello may i help you i'd like to Uh, stand in front of cecil just to (laughs) you know protect the talent uh it is passing it blade or sorry uh handle first like uh uh cecil's meant to take it not like pointy side out Uh, okay oh i think you have a gift sir oh do you want me to sign this that's fine hold on i have my own pen with me for just such an occasion and i pull one right out of my unitard and then i sign the dagger for him and i hand it back to him cool there you go so as you like take the dagger to sign it as soon as it touches your hand it explodes into a like a swarm of crystalline butterflies which form out the words art is a journey and a journey is not art and then they flutter up to the mansion and uh just a small number of them like are floating around sort of like behind you near your shoulders uh almost like trying to nudge you towards the mansion oh my that is true let me write that down. Could you please say that one more time? What what it spells out? Art is a journey, and a journey is not art. And like, excellent. That's seemingly, cool. like as everyone kind of like looks at this weird thing that's happening around them, the potted plant person is gone. Hmm. This seems interesting. Was that an invitation? Um. Now, skirmish. I'm, I'm just gonna ask just before we get into that. Is if did you see a potted plant person give me a dagger that then turned into butterflies and asked me to go on a journey about art? Yes, as okay. a matter of fact, I did. All right, that's good. <laughs> I feel much better now. Did you also see that, Jane? Oh yes, was that abnormal? Ah, good, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just make it. Just wanted to make sure that we're still in the same shared reality. Well, we did all drink the same ale, so it was subsidized. I'm a little concerned. That is true. Yeah, and I'm not sure how ale is supposed for... to taste this. I don't. Yes, sir. Uh, can we just all roll for ergot poisoning, real quick? <laughs> 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 What's the difficulty on that? Oh, uh, oh no, I cannot no. be poisoned, right? <laughs> uh, no, that was just a riff. You guys are fine. Your paladin friend is looking at you, freaking out, having like a trip. Mm. Like, what are my friends doing? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You guys are, are huge. <laughs> uh. Um. Oh, I know. I try to expend five of my pool of hit points from being a paladin on you to undo any poisoning that affects you. This is called Lay on Hands. You can expend five hit points from your pool of healing to cure the target of one disease or neutralize one poison affecting it. So I give you I give you a slap on the shoulder and I'm just like, you are fine. You are not poisoned. I guarantee it. You have my guarantee. I guess I feel good about that. So would you like to go to the manor? 
Well, it does seem a bit like a trap, but these butterflies are quite insistent and I do hate to disappoint crystal things that tell me where to go. It just seemed very fair-like. Well, I don't know about you, but I've never seen bunny people. Talking bunnies sounds spectacular. There's also the matter of the talking bunny people. I do enjoy meeting people of all different kinds of races. And and um, I just I like to learn about different cultures. And I've met many kinds of people. Today, it was wonderful to meet you, Mr. Goliath. But um, the bunny, bunny person is very, very high on my list. Cute. I totally understand. No problem. Okay. What do you think, Jade? I'm really resisting the Alan Z Doctor Who reference, you guys. I'm trying to say let's go in English every time. But Alan Z! And I head towards the manor. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Do you want to take his carriage? Yeah. It was very comfortable. (laughs) I head into the carriage to head towards the manor. There we go. Oh, Perfect. Stanley, make all haste for the ca- for the manor, please. Thank you. This is very exciting. Uh, cool. So, uh, surrounded by crystal butterflies, your carriage makes the winding path up the hill overlooking town. As you get closer and closer, the tree line breaks, and you are shown a beautiful one-story manor house. You hear the sounds of music playing, laughter and dancing coming from inside. The carriage comes to a sort of rolling stop. You see the manor before you, and as the doors slowly open on their own. We're going to take a break. Yeah. So, this time, we were joined by... Cecil! Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury signing off, y'all. Jade! Alan Z. And of course, Skirmish, who I think has a little note for the listeners after his exit. Well, I do. So first, that was my first time in a carriage, and it was fantastic. Uh, second, oh. my, I do have a note for all you people out there listening to us. Uh, if you would be so kind as to leave us a review, it would really help us. And you know what? You could tell a friend, maybe more than one friend. And spread the good news of this podcast, Fire Breathing Kittens, FBK for short. And uh, we would adore a five-star review. But even if you do a one-star review, maybe we'll read it on air. Your message can go out to everyone. So please tell everyone you know, listen, review. It would all do us a great favor. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. 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 We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, 
that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens. I hope you enjoyed your break. We know we did. And just in case you forgot who we are, we're joined by Cecil. Hi, everybody. I'm Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and I'm very excited to be here for this adventure. Skirmish. Skirmish Killington here. And Jade. Hello. I'm going to roll on a D4. Boop, boop, boo. It's going to be... Cecil, you might give us a little recap action, as short or as long as you like. All right, no problem. So we, the uh, me, Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, my friend Jade, and my other friend Skirmish Killington, we all took a job that was on the Fiber the Kittens board in back in the uh, our headquarters, and if we went north to a city called Arrow, which is near a forest. And we were looking for some people who had made some art for someone in the city named the Patron, who we decided just wasn't worth investigating at all. <laughs> um, so then we met up in a, a tavern named Tavern um, with a farmer um, who we asked about art and he got really weirded out. So what we did was we, we, we decided to be sneaky and crafty. And what we did was we used the word stew to mean the word art. And um, so then we asked him about stew um, and we found out that there is a strange family in town named the Dubois family. And what they do is they, they are some sort of a um, philanthropy family and they own a manor and they invite artists up and the artists never return, but it doesn't sound weird or shady at all. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, we were thinking about perhaps opening up a, an ale and paint sale um, kind of a business, and that was going to be the end of the adventure, but then we decided to press on anyway. And you um, need a beard. That is true. Um, the library has only one book about axes, and it's in it's it's it doesn't sound very fun. All the really cool people go up to the mansion, though. We did meet a wonderful lady. Her name was Trish. She was a halfling. She's a mortician. And um, she was she was um, she was interesting. She had eyeshadow on, and we thought that was very interesting because the rest of the town is basically in black and white and um, very sad. Uh, they she saw three bunny people who went up to the Dubois house, which was uh, seemingly the place to go. So then, what we decided to do after we talked to that man about stew, which if you remember from previously was art, um, <laughs> we. Um, we we talked to the, the, the farmer. He gave us some more information. And then we decided that we would put on a, a show, which I did. And I absolutely crushed it. I, I rolled a 20 on, on, on my roll there for performance. And I gave a sensual performance of Ariel, um, Ariel Silk Ballet. Um, I was invited to the Dubois house by a plant man. And then the knife uh, that he gave me uh, turned into butterflies, which seemed to want to nudge me to go up to the manor. And they said that, um, hold on, I have it written down here because I asked for it specifically. Uh, Art is a journey and a journey is not art. 
And I said, wow, that really speaks to me. And it seems to make a lot of sense inside. Um, and, and it, it does. I, I understand that as an artist myself. So we decided to go to the manor. Stanley drove us up in the carriage. And um, then we knocked. Uh, we didn't even get out of the carriage. And the doors opened up by themselves. And, and that brings us to about now, I think. I'm sorry. That was that ran long. No, no, no you're it was beautiful. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. I took Great really good job. notes this time. <laughs> so, uh, and scene, kittens. Reality snaps back. Time begins to flow again. The break is over. You stand at the bottom of a small set of stairs that lead up to these big double manor doors. You see that although this uh, building is only one floor high. It is very wide and like it still occupies, you know, a, a large amount of space. They just flattened a multiple story building into one. Uh, there is a long entryway at the top of the stairs where you see the building has appears to be cut into like east and west wings. And then at the end of this walk, you see like the open doors waiting for you. Wow, that's inviting. They opened the doors right for us while we arrived. If the door is open, do we knock on it or do we just walk in? Hold on. I know exactly what to do in this situation. Stanley, if you would, please announce our presence to the Creepy Manor. Oh, uh, attention, Creepy Manor, arriving. <laughs> the respectable representatives of the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild, Cecil, Skirmish, and Jade. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. That was excellent. We'll talk notes after. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hear about this one. <laughs> no, it's he fine. Shuffles back towards the carriage. So I hear laughter and music. Uh, maybe we should go that way? Okay. I follow you. Uh, cool. So you enter in and you see, like, it's just like a small entryway. You see, like, a sort of forking paths going off to the left and right and to the east and west wings you know um but in front of you is like a glass atrium that appears to like be open to the backyard where a man smokes a pipe in a, a giant bubble slowly floating around the room um a uh like woman is sitting with her top half in one chair and her legs upside down in another chair and they appear to be conversing using sign language with hands and toes uh and a small mushroom with a like waiter's dish on its head uh glides around the room as a floating teapot just sort of taps glasses that then immediately become full this is a lot to take in um it looks very comfortable. Everyone here seems relaxed and chill and in luxury. I have never been this pampered my entire life. And I want to lounge on two chairs as well. Um, but I'm not the artist. But I, I reassure you, I whisper in to Cecil and I say, Cecil, let's join this artist collective. Um, all right. Um, I... As the artist, I'm going to go ahead and, and make an, a motion over to the mushroom to see if I can get his attention to come over and perhaps get us some refreshments. Oh, so would you like to enter into the atrium? Oh, well, yes, for sure. Okay. 
you're sort of in like a hallway with like the door right there to it. Um, so, you know, it's just the formal action of, you know. Yes, let's commit to this. This sounds like a good plan. Uh, so you walk in, uh, you see that the feet like turn point at you, like the toes point at you, the hand, like the woman does not move, but the hands point at you at the same time. Uh, and the man in the bubble sort of looks at you quizzically. I would like to uh, point at them with two fingers, like finger guns, going like that, like, hey, good to see you there. Finger muskets? <laughs> right. The uh, the legs respond as if they have been, like, shot and do, like, a big dramatic death scene. The hands, like, snap over and they seem to be doing a short one-act play about the legs being shot. Um, I uh, shrug my shoulders like, well, what are you going to do? Sorry, didn't mean to kill you. Uh, cool. The, uh, bubble is sort of just, like, like an ice cube in a glass, like, bouncing off the ceiling, you know, and it ambles over to you. And the man, like, sitting cross-legged, smoking a pipe, he's got, like, a tall top hat on, goes, like, uh, goodbye and welcome. Hi, Mr. Bubble Man. My name is Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and I was invited here by some butterflies. I was wondering if you knew why the butterflies invited me and my safety crew and roadie slash bodyguard um, <clears throat> came here. Why did they? Well, you yeah. must have done something. It was a dance. It was absolutely uh, a, an amazing sensual dance that I did as as a, as an aerial um, acrobatic silk uh, perform. Uh, you see the woman's torso; her head turns, and she like looks at you with a very excited face and goes, "A dance! I love to dance." Mmm, mmm. I bet you do. It was breathtaking. I saw it. It was phenomenal. Well, you're Damn. in good company here. This is the artist. So I hear that uh, the Dubois have put this together. Can we meet them? We'd like to say hello. Oh, of course. I do not know where they are in the manor at the current moment, but feel free. This space is open to all. You Perfect. see, like, a cat swims by the window like a fish. A school of cats swim by the window. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. We have everything here. This place is quite a trip. <laughs> I haven't seen some place like this since that time in college. Um, <laughs> all right, then. Let's mingle, folks. Mm-hmm. Should we stay together or should we split the party? I've been advised from the handbook. I only read the first two pages, but on both pages, in very large print, <laughs> said never split the party. So let's not do that. All right. Well, if you're going to follow the rules like that, I guess that's fine. Well, I'm a bit of a pirate. I love following rules. You know that you are not evil when you are following the rules. How can you possibly be evil when you are obeying the rules commands? Hmm. So the man in the bubble goes, uh, if this is your first time here, the physical gallery is in the East Wing. Uh, don't go in the southern portion of the East Wing. That's the brothers' private rooms. Uh, the theater is in the northern section of the West Wing. The studio at the far west end. 
The music room is at the south of the West Wing. And the topiary hedge garden, as you can see, she motions, is like to the north in the backyard, connected through the uh, atrium. You're, uh, you're in here. Uh, the atrium that which a large, elaborately carved fountain dominates the room. Oh, that went by very quickly, and I am afraid that I am rather new and unaccustomed to such a, a wonderful manner. Can you repeat that? I got... Don't go in southern portion of East Wing, West Wing, South music. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, she did it more flowery, but for, like, the purposes of our game, the rooms are the physical gallery, the theater, the music room, the studio, and the garden. Well, um, could you please point us in the direction of, would you guys say that we would want to go to the physical gallery first, as that's what they recommended? Absolutely, yes. All right. I like that. That sounds like a good plan. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you head out of this room into the uh, physical gallery in the eastern wing. It is a like truly massive room, like what would probably be four normal-sized rooms, like four or five rooms. The walls were knocked down to make just one large space. Um, the walls are like almost TGI Friday's level covered in stuff on the walls. Um, massive displays like have been erected. The ceilings, although it's one story, are fairly high here, like clearing nearly 20 feet. And every inch of that is covered with art. Uh, Feel free to make any sort of check you like, but uh, the one bit of info no check needed, you see the same repeated images of two men. They look to be related at a glance. You would guess this is probably the Dubois. Um, could I make a history check to see if I rec- recognize any of the art history depicted here? Yes. All right, here we go. All right, I rolled a 20. Okay. Does anybody else want to make checks uh, before I start narrating? Um, not yet, no. Okay. Jade, you chilling? I choose not to thunder or smite anything in this room. <laughs> cool. So, for a 20 from an, an art history perspective, uh, you see that uh, these paintings, like, are almost a timeline of the last maybe like hundred years of art in um, uh, the continent basically not just Nicomoy but like the surrounding cities like almost all forms of art seem to be represented stylistically here Um, you notice I guess the one thing that really stands out to you is a couple of painters that had mysterious ends Everyone assumes that they either went into the bottle and died into the gutter or, you know, started messing with magic paint and something when, you know, they just disappeared um, or gave up painting altogether. But some works of art that were not documented in, like, your, like, college history books, basically, where, like, he didn't, like, you know, like, he 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 had to have painted this after... 
but he disappeared before this, you know? Uh, skirmish. Anything on your mind as you're looking around this art room? And again, there's also, like, sculptures and masks and things like that. It's not just paintings. But uh, this seems to all be, like, physical art. Well, there's so many beautiful things. Um, I'm looking for animal-type paintings, perhaps things that I've not seen before. Uh, I'm from a small mountain village. We don't see a lot of animals. So any animal-related art I would be drawn to. Uh, give me a perception. Oh. A seven. Uh, you find one where, I mean, you don't, none of them are really, uh, well, it's like actually all of them would be titled. So you see, um, apparently this is Corin, C-O-R-I-N, Corin Dubois, um, uh, depicted as a bear. And you're just kind of like, hey, it looks like a bear in this one. I shout to my uh, party mates, look, it's a bear picture. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I really love your bear picture. I Do I notice anything specific about that painting, about the style of that? And I'm curious, could it possibly be a Giuseppe Martacci painting? It is indeed a Giuseppe Martacci. Uh, he... Uh, led the art scene for about a decade uh it was uh like primary animals is what he called it where he would do things all in like the basis of a primary color but the subjects were all animals meant I to remember depict this. nature mm-hmm. yeah i remember when he went through this phase yep he lived in nicomoy in the art district remember with his wife stefania um, mm-hmm. I did. We they summered with us one year. Uh, but again, Martachi, another artist who everyone assumed just moved off to the forest and eventually died in a cabin, but went from being on the top of the art scene to going to relative obscurity. Aside from history books, I I thought he had killed himself. Unfortunately, it was very sad. So, do you know much to- about the artist here, or or are you telling? Do all of us know this, or just Cecil? Uh, I think Cecil knows this from history checks, but I think that last part he would have said out loud. So, mm. like, you would at least be like, you know, it's something akin mm. to, this is a Martachi, he did this, ba ba I was musing aloud, correct? <laughs> You're at an art gallery, you have to talk about how smart you are. And mm, <laughs> stand like this, with your hand oh. on your elbow and your other one on... Touching you. Oh, <laughs> let, let me try that. I'll, and Skirmish tries to mimic Cecil. Alright, I'll give you a plus one on art checks while you're in that pose. <laughs> also, if you if if you wave your hand, a flat out palm out in a circle and kind of look frown, you're saying, I don't understand this piece of art right here. Right here. This I do not understand. This does not speak to me. And and if you turn that up and, and you bring it to your nose, that means that piece of art is offensive. <laughs> I'll teach oh. you the language. It's okay. All, all, so of those, all of those will give a plus one on help actions related to art history. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm learning so much. You're, you're so cultured. Well, you know, I've studied for a long time. I really love art, the art, performing. Um, yeah. Uh, as you're sort of musing, you see that there appears to be a... Uh, female 
bunny person uh, who has dramatic black, like she's furry, so she can't use like traditional makeup, but has dyed sort of like teardrops coming from her like eye makeup that turn into small hammers, which sort of seem to be piling up at her jaw. Um, and she is strolling through the paintings, literally. Literally, like... She's, like... she's walking through the paintings, uh, like, you know, like, when she gets to the edge of one, she appears in the next closest one. Oh, Harry Potter style. Harry Potter style. Whoa. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, oh, no. I would like to follow the little bunny person and say, oh, look at the bunny. Hey, bunny. Hello. Is that a genuine punny person? She turns and like uh, taps like the frame or like the like picture, like almost like she's tapping from inside glass. The painting ripples and like a few drops of paint splatter on the floor, but are not like solid colors. It's it's like little aspect, almost like puzzle pieces. Parts of the painting itself have spilled onto the floor, and she motions for you to come in. I immediately reach down. Whoa, 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 whoa. I slap your hand. <laughs> Jay, Full don't touch mode. me. I didn't just touch you. I, I like, corrected you. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, do not touch that. See, I was in this museum one time, and I touched a thing, and it came to life. It was this naked guy and this naked lady, and I touched them with blood on my hands, and they came to life. And so, you know, I have experience in this. You should not touch the painting. Mm-mm. Wait a minute. Well, I'm sorry. Wait, could you back up? You, if you, so are you saying that all this time, if I had touched the naked statues with the, the, my hand with blood on it, that they would have come to life? In this case, yes, but they were not very nice. They destroyed their wall and they ran away. It was terrifying. I do not recommend. Which wall? Oh, they are loose somewhere in Nickerboy. I, <laughs> I look forward to seeing them again. However, I am saying, do not touch. Well, this one isn't naked. She's wearing a, a a very frilly black umbrella dress. Is that does that is that where the line is? Touch. I don't know. You tell me. You're the one touching naked statues. That seems odd. Where <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you touch the naked that. statue? <laughs> hey, fine. You know what? You can both go in the painting. No, I'm kidding. But no. <laughs> I want to. No, uh, I want to go in the painting and talk to the bunny person because this looks this. Is very much like a dream I used to have as a child when I would go to the museum and I would see the paintings come alive and I would talk to them and I would see Scream over there screaming, doing his thing. And it was art with bunny people and I just, I, let's go into the painting. Maybe there's a way to talk through the painting. We should find like the curator or whoever is in charge and see if we could talk to them indirectly. I mean, I don't know about going into a painting. It's beautiful and all, but I don't know. I like this I have this an idea. World. I have an idea. Skirmish, uh-huh. hold onto my feet, and then shove part of my front inside the painting, and then if anything bad happens, you just pull me right out. Okay? Okay, can do. I guess wiggle your toes if something bad happens, and then I'll know yeah. Yeah. to pull you out. Mm-hmm. Is that all right? No, no. I'll, I'll do it 
constantly and in a scared, frantic manner, okay? And then that will let you know that that's how I want to be pulled out, okay? But if I do it two times, like, click, click, like that, that means, let me go, it's awesome in here. Oh. Well, all right. Sounds good to me. Okay, thank you very much. So Skirmish picks up Cecil. <laughs> Woo! Are you ready? I guess. This is exciting. Let's go. All right. I, I push... <laughs> I push Cecil toward the painting. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Cecil, you uh, plunge your face through the plain painting, much like you're delving into a pool of water, and the color is off just a little bit. It's a little bit too matte. Like, light isn't reflecting as it would normally it's almost like the light is fake. You get the distinct feeling you are in a painting right now. And uh, you see, like, you can tell they stick out because they are not painted. So, like, you see they're a little bit more in focus, like, almost like you are. Uh, the bunny lady uh, is sitting with her, like, feet in the edge of a painted pool. It's, like, slowly rippling. And she's, like, looking around, like, very content. And goes, do you like frogs? It really depends. But my name is Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and I'm from the real world. Are you a painting bunny? Because I'd really like to meet you. What's your name? Oh, they call me Joyful Babette. Oh, hi, Joyful Babette. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They call me Joyful Babette. <laughs> hi, Joyful <laughs> Babette. My name is Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and I would uh, was wondering... um. If my friends and I could come back in, in, in here and, and speak with you for a little while. Oh, you have not answered my question. Do you like frogs? Um, yes, yeah, sometimes if they are fried, but not necessarily if they are wild and alive and um, or anything like that. Hmm, that is sad. I find frogs to be. Very beautiful. The way they transform from one thing to another, just as a canvas changes with a bit of paint and imagination into something that can bring tears or value to a community. Art is a frog, and a frog is not art. Wow. When you say it like that, it sounds like I should give frogs a second chance. <laughs> And that, my friends, is the moral see. of this episode. Give frogs <laughs> a second chance. Thank you. Yep. Uh, she turns and you see, like, you know, she's smiling, but, like, the painted tear hammers on her face might click a little bit more after meeting Joyful Babette. Bring your friends or don't. I do not know who I will be when you return. Maybe I am a frog. All right, that's not very reassuring, but please hold. I'm going to shake my my legs frantically so that they drag me back. Oh, <laughs> he's shaking his legs, Jade. I'm going to go ahead and pull him back. <laughs> yeah, you just have him kind of like legs around your waist like when you tie a sweater. And you're just like, oh, he's wiggling. He's wiggling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so you, you are pulled through. You are covered in painting. 
Um, it looks like when you see like the pictures of people who get like full body art done, uh, you have a lake scene covering you. Hi. Ooh, wow. I look fabulous. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm just back from the painting world, and there was a bunny in there. Her name was Joyful Babette, and she really likes frogs. Do you guys have any? Because if we do, I bet we could get an in with this lady somehow. I I would check on my rations here, but I don't think my wife packed one. I check my rations for frog legs. Uh, no, she only packs you live frogs on Tuesdays, and we established earlier in the episode today is like roughly Friday, so. <laughs> Consistency. No, I'm sorry, I do not have any. <laughs> you do have a a delicious consent brand butter croissant. They've recently moved into bakeries. <laughs> Of course, vegan, cruelty-free. <laughs> <laughs> vegan, cruelty-free butter. Consent. And now, consent light. <laughs> Sorry, oh, listeners. No, this episode no, had a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got a break again. Usually we only have one break, but uh, real quick, our sponsor, Consent Butter. Consent light. <laughs> Light on calories, heavy on consent. <laughs> that full consent taste, even though it's light mm. on bad. <laughs> All right, well, and I, we're back. Who wants to do the recap? <laughs> uh, I don't have a frog, but you were in a painting. So what if we draw a frog and then you can show her the frog and she might not be able to tell. That it's not a real frog. Can you draw? <coughs> I beg your pardon. Well, yes, I can. Um, I have taken several art classes and um at the university, so I can. Um, uh, what type of check would you like me to make for that, sir, Mister DM? Uh, for what exactly? I would like to draw a realistic um, pencil type painting, a uh, pencil type drawing of, of of a of a frog, rendered as lifelike as possible, but in uh, shades of gray. Uh, I'll take either history or performance. All right, then I would think I will roll performance, please. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Unfortunately, while I have taken many years of drawing, it has been a while, and unfortunately, I only rolled a thirteen on that. Uh, to 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 draw a a unfortunately the 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 frogs out of proportion while well constructed the proportion uh, destroys the drawing. Takes yeah, you made the the legs way too big. The, yeah. It looks like a little bit at first glance like horse like, but mm. you really nailed the face. He he definitely has a good frog face. Thank you. Um, but you have your frog drawing. All right, let's go, everybody. Right. Uh, I guess I'll pick up Cecil again. Hurrah! I thought we're all going in this time. Are we not all? Well, how do we get out? I will hold one of each of your legs. What about a rope? What about a rope? I will tie one end of the rope to each of your legs, and I will hold the middle. What if we all went in holding the rope, and then that way we're not splitting the party? What if someone unties the rope? Yeah, Who would do that in this kind of place? This seems like such a wonderful place for nice people and plant people. 
Well, they might think it's like a trip hazard or something. And they might untie um, it. So helpful. Mm. <laughs> That's true. All right. I suppose we'll do your idea. I will stay on this end and I will tell people do not untie the rope. It is not helpful. Thank you for trying. <laughs> or we should get I'll... you a high visibility vest so that nobody hurts you while you stand there doing, <laughs> doing your job, making sure that everyone is safe. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You know, we could always invite the rabbit out. Maybe she could take the rope and join us out here. Does she seem like she'd want to do that? Um, allow me to go in and I'll ask her, okay? Okay. Do you want me to come in with you? I think that would be wonderful. I think it would be great. And then that way um, she can see that there are many people who are pretend to be excited about frogs, okay? Oh, I don't need to pretend. I am oh, excited ex- about frogs. That's great. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm I'm not as excited about them as you are, I'm sure, but I will do my best to deceive her that I am. Let's okay. go. Just I'll follow my lead. Mm, okay. You go you you do the talking. I'll oh, just oh, do the puppy right. dog guy. Puppy dog guy assist right here. Oh, perfect. So I guess we tie the ropes around our legs. And then we jump in the painting. Sploosh. Uh, Again, it's like going, jumping into a pool uh, and you emerge in this pseudo-realistic landscape image of a quiet pool. Uh, You do see, like, almost like frozen in time, uh, there is an image of Constantine Dubois the other one of the Dubois brothers, um, just, like, triumphantly emerging from the water. Is Again, all of the art here is about the Dubois brothers, so he he would be represented in some sense in this painting, but jo- does not appear to be sentient. Is Joyful Babette still here? Yeah, she's still uh, bathing her feet in the water. Wonderful, excellent. What was well, the Dubois man's name? Constantine. So it's corn and Constantine. Uh, and you can see, like, now that you've seen a couple pictures of them, um, it might be a little bit of our artistic license, but these are big, robust, and f- to be frank, kind of ugly men. Mm. Like, human, appears to be human guys. Hmm. They do have a striking presence, I say. I'm going to hold my hand against my face like you taught me and say... Very well. Oh, good job. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if he... And then I wave my hand. I don't know if he speaks to me, though. Is it, am I doing it right? I can tell right now that this piece of art confuses you. You're doing excellent. I read that loud and clear. Oh, thank you. You're such a great teacher. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. There's Joyful Babette. Hello, bunny lady. Uh, I hear your name's Babette. Joyful Babette. Um, I have a question for you. Do you live in the painting? And if so, for how long have you been here? Oh, um, no. I mean, I live in painting. But I do not live in this painting. I've been staying here at the villa for three weeks now, I think. Time is... A little fluid here, getting lost in art all day, being able to pursue one's passions. Your mind uh, tends to be set adrift. I can understand that. Uh, My friend says you're excited about frogs. Is that true? 
I hold yes. up the picture that I drew of the frog, like with a big smile on my face, saying, "Like, look, I made this for you." She smiles, gesture, wipes like a little bit of her like black tear makeup, kisses the tip of her finger, and blows it. The like lip marks of this bunny kiss float through the air, smooch onto your painting, and out from it emerges, like exactly what you drew a sort of horse like frog that's like (laughs) (laughs) oh is it is it in pain does it does it appear to be in pain uh what was the artist's intention uh no it was a happy frog but you know with the weird proportions i wasn't sure how that would go out but I, i want i intended him to be a a sort of smiling contemplative frog yeah, you see the happiest smiling frog horse that's just sort of playfully jumping around. Oh. Uh, give I... me an insight check, please, Cecil. Coming right up, sir. Mm, that was just a six. Not sure I'm seeing much in this piece. Yeah, you're Definitely like... doing the uh, open palm hand motion. Yeah, you're like, I don't think I nailed it. And as you kind of feel that way, you see the frog, like, looks a little bit sad. I would like to give the frog a hug. He seems happy. Oh, you're a good frog. Can you teach us how to do that, Babette? Mm. No. I can not teach you how to feel. I can do my best to influence you, but I cannot make you do anything. You know, we've got this friend outside the painting. Her name is Jade. And she would love to meet you. Would you like to join us outside the painting? You can come back, of course. But, you know, it'd be great to become friends all together. Is dinner ready? I don't know. Hmm. She picks up her shoes and walks like her, like, paint muddy feet out of the painting. You see, like, a bunny woman gracefully steps from the painting and then sort of, like, wipes her body down without actually touching her body and like a squeegee all of the paint residue slops onto the floor she reaches down draws a little umbrella and then it hops up into an umbrella and then starts hopping down the hallway are you a jade oh i see a bunny person (laughs) oh you see her emerge yes i tug on the rope and if it's still attached to my two friends, they might jump like a foot backward. Uh, yeah, you guys fully get tabletopped by the rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're still there. <laughs> Gosh, I, I, I tug hard. I'm like, I want explanation for where the bunny person's out. And as I'm tugging hard, I say, Why, hello, my friend, Cecil. It told me that you are inside the painting. It is nice to meet you. I am Jade. Jade. Beautiful stone, beautiful name. I am Joyful Babette. It is nice to meet you. You know, we were hired by somebody who said that they had hired an art collective to do some art for them, but that their money was never accepted, and the art was never created. Do you know anything about that? She like looks a little sheepish. And goes, I wonder if dinner's ready. And starts hopping off down the hall. Okay, bye. I tug very hard on the rope. Very tug. (laughs) So just as you two are getting to your feet, the rope is tugged again, and you're dragged the last couple feet. 
out of the painting. <laughs> Perhaps we should leave the painting. You come out covered in... Yeah, you come out in full body paint. Oh, nice. Have you guys ever seen Kyo Sosiga? No. Uh, no. Okay, don't. Don't. PTSD flashbacks right now. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) It's an anime about people getting, like, I don't really know what it was about because I still don't understand. But I think that at one point they were in a painting or life is a painting or I don't know. I'm very traumatized. But um... (laughs) just pretend it's Mary Poppins. That was a lot happier. Okay. I know it's happy. I just don't understand. Okay. Um, Tug. Tug, law Ooh. enforcement officer, uh, yeah, they, down. <laughs> they're out. You're all good. Okay. Hey, you guys. A bunny just emerged from the painting. There's a look of pure panic in my eyes. Oh, you must mean Joyful Bad Bear. We met her in the painting and asked her to come out and say hello to you. What are you polite? I am always polite. I'd like to uh, read off of my character sheet. <laughs> I am always polite and respectful personality trait of Jade. Oh, good. Boom. (laughs) Uh, Are you guys following Babette or what's up? So where is she now? Uh, She appears to be walking off towards uh, a dining room. She was wondering if dinner was served. Yeah, she mentioned that to us as well. I think we should follow her. You know, I would like to know what was inside the painting. Azel's an ebony lady. Um... There was a a very lifelike statue of an unfortunate-looking man. Um, the other brother of um, the Dubois, Constantine. Not to be confused with corn. Oh, is there a chance that the statue would come to life if you touched it? Or was it just a statue? It wasn't really a statue. I guess it was more like it was part of the painting that we were in. It's very hard to describe being in sort of an alternate paint room. You have to sort of live it. Yeah, the light was all weird. Mm, mm, agreed. If you'd like to go in and touch it, you may. No, I'm good. I, I'm going to go ahead and agree and say that you have experience touching statues inappropriately, so you should maybe hey. do that. Hey, <laughs> I, I still have one because I have days of rations, so I'm going to assume that's a lot of wine. <laughs> It. I'm going to offer some wine to our hosts. Let's go. <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys head off to the dining room. Uh, you arrive after Babette. You see her taking a seat. Uh, <clears throat> I'll provide a few examples, but roughly like two dozen of some of the wackiest crap you've ever seen in your life is just assorting themselves. It's almost like a Where's Waldo crossed with a Dr. Seuss. Um, there are birds in hats smoking cigars. Um, there is a table which appears to be in a very heated argument with a fireplace. Uh, Uh, just weird sort of asymmetrical things like that. Uh, the figures that stand out to you are uh, the three bunnies. Uh, Of course, we know Joyful Babette. There is one who, at first glance, you thought was just a pile of objects. 
But, like, after looking again closely, you see it appears to be almost like a golem made out of found materials. And then at its core, you see that there is a furry rabbit person. But their eye is replaced with a spyglass. One of their arms is, like, a bar stool that the ends have been replaced by, like, feather dusters. Uh, and, uh... The last appears to be a largely normal-looking rabbit person who is frantically scrawling in a notebook, and there are three uh, sort of faceless, like, mannequin people that he'll throw a page in the air, which sort of flutters over them, and the the letters, like, rain down, and then they begin to take upon physical traits and start acting out scenes. This is... Like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, also, my pants are quite dirty and I don't, I'm not very comfortable with that. Is there a place to wash up around here? Uh, Joyful Bebek goes, oh, uh, you could use the fountain room. Uh, it, it was the first one room you came into the atrium. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it pardon me. I, I'd like to wash off a bit. Cool. So as you're sort of leaving the dining room, are are the other two of you going to sit at the table? Don't split the party. Oh, that's right. I follow. Cool. So you guys are heading out and you pass by two largely identical looking men in big, lavish overcoats, perfectly uh, conical fur hats, long beards, and like round black sunglasses covering their eyes. Their collars are high. You can see very little of their forms and they appear to be wearing gloves. And uh, as you pass them in the hall, they look at you and then look back and walk into the dining room and you hear cheers come from the dining room. Mm. Uh, These appear to be roughly, I mean, even uglier than the best artist depictions, the Dubois brothers. I think we should go back because I think that's who we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there's no reason not to wash off first. And I'd like to talk out of character while our characters are washing off skirmish or waiting for skirmish to wash off. I've done this plenty of times. It won't take too long. Wash, yeah. wash, wash. Yeah, mountain stream experience. Um, all right. So let's just recap what the is going on here. Um, we're in a mansion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people go in paintings, but they come out. It seems consensual. Everyone here seems kind of happy and luxurious. Are you suggesting that we stay? Because I feel the exact same way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The only thing that is a problem here is that someone tried to hire that bunny for art, and the bunny didn't accept their money or the task, right? Like, isn't that... Is that the only conflict? Well, I think... We, from an art history check, we also discovered that there were many artists that were assumed dead or missing or something and may have all been either kidnapped or willingly coaxed to live here. And so the world is being deprived of art for what that's worth. Like similar to the town we just left. It's, it's devoid of any kind of art. Ooh, you got that whole, like, drug user external interference question. So if someone just stayed in a euphoric high all their life and never constructed anything again, 
Is it your duty to rip them away from that and put them back to work? Or should you let them stay in this art collective painting immersion place? Like, do they have the right to retire? Whoa, oh no, Jade has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> this is the question of art, isn't it? You know? Well, I, I think we could say yes, but it, it's like a Vanity Fair situation where they're just trapped in happiness or what they think is happiness. But as an artist, we can convince them that, hey, by being here, you're not you're not producing the art that comes with suffering or experiencing life or anything like that. And so maybe we can convince them that they're 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 missing the input that leads to great contributions and we we need them. Cecil would absolutely agree with that because so much of his art is inspired by the loneliness of his childhood. That was why his aerial performance was so moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there there was that summer at camp, you know. I, I put my hand to my elbow and my other hand to my nose and I go, hmm, I don't know if it's sensual. I think it might be vulnerable. It could be. <laughs> um, but isn't vulnerability sexy? Yeah, and... Uh, you guys, like, feel like, you know, you could just hang out here and talk about art and life and, like, the duty of morality in the sense of an artist for, like, you know, this is, this is like a reasonable discussion. It's, it's, this is important work to be done. We could talk to the Dubois brothers and see what their motives are. And if they're evil, you know, that might help frame a solution. Well, while they are distracted, we could go into the Cezanne portion of the East Wing and see what it is they keep private. Oh. It's up to you. I will do easier. I mean, we don't even know if they're evil yet. We could just be, like, breaking into some really nice philanthropic people's house and being like, hey, look, you like brownies. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just go talk to them? There's nothing like di the direct approach. Okay. You see, you guys head back to the dining room. Uh, you With see clean that pants. clean pants. You're looking shiny bright. Uh, the Dubois brothers are seated at seated at opposite ends of a long table, uh, with their guests, so to speak, sitting between them. And uh, as you return, uh, one of them looks up. You're still not entirely sure which one's which. They look very, very similar, especially in their old hunched ages um, and equally big pot bellies. Uh, they go, oh, our guests have returned. So good to see you. Are you the new artist, the dancer? Life is the dance, is it not? <clears throat> Hi there, Dubois brothers. My name is Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and yes, I'm the dancer to which you refer. Uh, they both stand up in unison and say, We will be addressed individually. Our legacies are our own. I will outlive him, and I will see you buried. And again, in perfect symmetry, yell that at each other. Hmm. All right, then. What I meant to say was, Hello, <clears throat> corn and... Constantine my Dubois my name is Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury and yes I am the dancer to which you refer then dance 
If it speaks to you, this is a place for artists. All that we ask is attend to your patron. Please, I know you are new, but take the time you need to learn us so that your dance of our lives will echo throughout eternity or at least longer than my piece of crud brother. I will see you dead. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. Uh, pardon me, brothers. Uh, excuse me, Constantine and Corin. Uh, look, I've got a sister, and I know what it's like to not get along with him all the time, but why are you so antagonistic to each other? Uh, assume most things they say when about the other brother, they say in unison. Otherwise, I'm going to be saying that a lot. All right. He wishes to take our family's throne, the memory of our people. We... Oh, sorry, I will outlive him and ensure that the true heir to House Dubois, their name is known. I will burn your art. Not while I'm alive. Well, good thing you're going to die first. So, which of you is the true heir? I am. <laughs> oh, can I make an inside check? <laughs> uh, roll an inside check. Uh, give me the number, but they also say, like, he is not father's true son. <laughs> I rolled a one, and I have no plus, no, no, no bonus to that. So it feels equally as awkward as if you went to like a regular person's family dinner and two people started fighting. You're just like, oh, I would give anything to leave the room right now. <laughs> okay. Why don't you settle this like men? Um, have you considered a duel? A test of strength, perhaps? We have had hundreds, and we're equally matched. The only way our names will be known is when they are echoed throughout the ages. They say a man's legacy dies the last time his name is spoken. And through our art, I will be immortal. His art will be forgotten like dust in wind. Oh, yes? How many people outside of this mansion know about your art, Corin? Oh. Oh, wait. That was specifically at Corin. So uh -huh. they wouldn't answer in unison. If Constantine wasn't such a conniving weasel, always burning my carriages when I tried to spread them to the world, I must stay here, keeping an eye on him, protecting my legacy, my art. This is my children. Oh, in Nikemwe, they do not know of your name or your legacy. Much like if you had dropped pamphlets of your art from the air, spreading your propaganda to the masses. Yes, you could have taught everyone of the legacy of Korn. But uh, you did Const not. You have not. Constantine starts laughing out loud and goes, Ha ha ha! Because his taste is garbage. He invested <laughs> in Maxim Luko when clearly the tents were changing in Nicomoy. If only he had not burnt my ship full of statues, then they would have seen my greatness. Uh, they look at each other and go, but don't worry, it's all about to change. Mm. May I ask you, brothers, are you just trying to determine who the bit of artist is here? Because I might be able to help you with that because I have spent many years judging and critiquing art. Uh, you see the bunny who is furiously writing papers to the mannequins looks up and goes, Art is life. Art exists as long as it is valid and invokes emotion. 
Through art, one can become immortal. That is why I only deal in biographies, keeping these names alive. That is the truest form of art. It's, it's like doctors. Doctors think they're important, necessary, because they keep someone alive. Artists keep things eternal. Uh, a quick art debate begins to emerge of being like, art is subjective. Only the artist can determine what is art. Just because you scream art in another's face or steal from their stories, he looks up at the golem and go, oh, because what you do is so interesting. The sculptor who doesn't use clay. Oh, I'm quite curious. What do you use if not clay? He, like, a bunch of objects shift around the area you think oh, his gosh. face should be into something resembling a smile. He goes, I sculpt with myself, with the world around me. I have turned my body these past few weeks into a living monument to my life. And the Duplons laugh and go, and soon they will do it for us, and I will be the immortal one. Skirmish would like to put his hand to his face and go, huh. And then he's going to put his hand in wave and say, you know... None of your art really speaks to me, I have to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I didn't really have a combat plan for this, but uh, go ahead. And this is just going to be an art debate. So give me a d20 to hit with your critique. Oh, I, I did your... the pose. So I get, I get the help uh, plus one. You do get a plus one. Yes. I rolled a four. So it's a five. Hmm. And what do you know of art? Hmm. Not very much, to be honest with you. But I know that all the stuff in that room over there isn't very impressive. Uh, you see that, uh, the black hammers start gently clinking off the table as, uh, Babette is lightly offended. I tell you what. Why? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend. I, I'm a bit new to the art, art world myself with my friend here, Cecil. But... You should let more people see your art. Don't let it be trapped here forever. If you think your brother and his art is worse than yours, just prove it. Get it out there. Get it to Nicomoy. Get it to Jishope. There's plenty of people that love to see you. Make a persuasion. So uh, we're going to do this very simply. Uh, if we can get three compelling arguments, uh, we might have a resolution on our hands, folks. I uh, got a 21 for persuasion. Ooh, that compels me. Uh, you see that um, the writer puts his hand up, kind of looks at the Dubois brothers a little bit nervously and says, this speaks to me. <laughs> uh, I, would, uh, I would love to have my art known. I would like to take Korn, like, aside or whisper to Korn so that Constantine can't hear me because this plane will fail if Constantine can hear me. Can I do that? Corn, hmm. can I have your attention for just a moment? So you see sitting next to Corn is the man in a bubble smoking a pipe. And he goes just like, oh, like raises his eyebrows, puts the end of his pipe uh, to the edge of the bubble, which pops. And he ex disappears from existence, leaving up a free chair next to him. Oh, that was so polite. <laughs> he just dis disappeared for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not dead. Okay, so, um, Con, 
Hello, I have a whisper in your ear. Is this okay? Uh, yes. I have a secret, a secret idea for you, Con. Is it being trapped in amber? Because I've thought about that many times. That is an amazing idea, but this is slightly different. Although you are infinitely more beautiful and handsome than your brother. Your brother looks kind of like you, no? Uh, hmm. Just roll me a quick flat persuasion. Because you did compliment him, but then said you look like him. And oh. he, they, they hate that. 19. Cool. So you're chilling. He, he could not hold a candle to you, but there is a mild physical resemblance. Yeah? Mild. Mild. So here's the thing. What if, what if, well, you know, these art that are growing out, if you change the label from Constantine and you scratch that last part off, you, you add some arts and some styles after your name and you change it to Secon. See, yeah. it is already a shell's a, a first... Part of the name a little bit, Constantine, Con, C-O-R-N, eh? And you can mislabel all of his art, so he is spreading the world of your name and your legacy, so that every art that he sends out is secretly, secretly for you! Oh, Jed, 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 your plan is beautiful and elegant, but unfortunately quite impossible. We have a, a secret in this manner. We have... A patron of our own. A family even more noble than ours. From a faraway place. Who has given us the true secret to immortality through art. Just a small sprinkling of this magic dust. In the right words. And your soul can truly live through art. And yes, a price must be paid. But... I cannot simply scratch out his name, for that would be scratching out his soul. Now, I cannot best my brother. But if someone could, I could put the... Uh, we have much art in storage. I'm sure a few pieces could uh, be parted with. I would like to relate to my party members what I just learned. Yeah, so you're like, oh, I left my drink at my other spot, and then just get up and shuffle across <laughs> the table. Please. <laughs> Yeah, hey, party members, I share all of that with you in little whispered whispers into your ears. Like, like I'm I'm leaning over to pick up a canapé, and I turn my head and whisper that in your ears. So, like, there's a patron and uh, our immortality soul stuff. Mm -hmm. Canapé. Huh. Thoughts? There is always a price to be paid. Um, I don't I don't trust anything to do with exchanging a soul or enhancing a soul. Your, your soul's fine the way it is. So I don't like what they're up to. I um, speak from experience here when I say that it is it is not a wise decision to sell your soul. I it it I had the opportunity. I said no best decision I ever made right there. <laughs> uh, just a quick point of clarification. You think this is a more of a horcrux type deal where these guys are splitting their own souls into like a Dorian Gray horcrux situation. The painting ages, uh, but the man never does. Well, uh, not so much they don't age. They just, like, their soul will forever be a part of this. Like, so they won't die, but they will get old and mm. the body will crumble. But they're just two bitter old men trying to wait each other out so they can burn their brother's art collection seconds after they die. 
But some um, of the art's already been destroyed, right? Ships uh, burned. Yes, some of it has, and also the price had, was not made clear. And there is the, there's a couple other little clues you got on your list. But yeah, so it's the brother souls that are being messed with. We have an unknown price. And then, yeah. So what do the artists get out of this? Do they get to live forever? We should ask them, I guess. I, I'm going to go ahead and say, Skirmish, I don't think any of this in this mansion is art at all. And I move to oppose where my I lean on my elbow I bring my oh, hand no. up I put my hand palm out and then I join my fingers and put them in my thumb and I make kind of a duck face with my hand with it and I think I say this right here is derivative <laughs> what, what does that mean <laughs> it's not art if people can't see it ooh ooh I was going to say roll a disadvantage, but actually roll that with advantage. That's powerful. It's not art. Yeah, if it's not art if people can't see it is a very good point. And we only need one more compelling argument if this hits. And that's a, what am I rolling for that? The, a... And we're just doing like a fat 20 persuasion. plus one because you did the hand thing. Yeah, okay. sure. Okay, that was a 25. Bang, dude. Dude, uh, I've been on fire see... tonight. <laughs> The uh, the Dubois brothers are not happy with this, but the three actual artists at the table kind of like, not like shaking out of a trance, but like when you make a good point and someone's like, huh, and they kind of like, you know, think about it for a second. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Yes, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> for 200, Alex. <laughs> um beautiful so uh the dubois brothers goes yes and once this man dies all of your art will be seen and you will become immortal in our name we will spread our name far and wide and you artists will be known just like the great masters our name wouldn't you like to have your name out there before you die or before these guys die i mean how long will that be mm. I'll, I'll take another. I'll take another attempt. Just roll this one flat, and then whatever bonus. Uh, I didn't put my hand on my face. You did so no not bonus. put your hand on your face. So mm-hmm. uh, just a an eight. Yeah, that one did not land. All right, paladin time. Jade, if I can make a suggestion. Yes, please. Art is about community. As well as it's many things, but it is about community. And if these artists allow themselves, allow for these other artists' work to be burned because they merely because they are in the collection of the losing brother, doesn't that detract from the art that they make? Isn't what they make really a lie if they don't, if they allow that art to be destroyed as such? Yes, the destruction of art is in itself a crime. A crime against art. Because you are depriving the future viewer from seeing the art that should be maintained and preserved. And for an artist, and I, this is me pointing a finger, because what are paladins good for? Making finger you feel pointing. guilty about <laughs> what you did. 
I'm pointing at the three artists and I say, for you to have not prevented the destruction of the beautiful art, how could you do that? All right. Roll me the check, Jade. We got Which one from is- us. Oh, uh, we'll do like persuasion. You know, oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely helping there. All right. So take say? advantage. We've oh, already got a, a, a banger argument from skirmish. We got one from Cecil. It's your turn. 24. Boom, 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 boom. Advantage on a charisma caster. (laughs) Uh, You see that Joyful Babette just very simply stands up from the table, looks to the Dubois brothers and goes, Thank you so much for allowing me to stay here with you. You have created a beautiful incubator for an entire new generation of art. But... What is most important is for the artist to decide what their art is, and not for someone like you to decide that another's art is trash, or something to be burnt, or some sort of knife to be pointed at your brother. I enjoy the absurd, but this is a silly place. And she storms out of the room. Uh, You see uh, one of the other artists, Vital, the golem, gets up and goes, Babette, wait! And as he is walking towards her, each piece of, like, his sort of glimmick artifice around him drops to the floor as this mansion's hold lessens itself on him. And by the time he hits the dining room door, he is just a normal rabbit man walking out. Uh, The writer gets up from the table and just goes, well, I guess this story's at its end snaps his book shut and leaves his mannequins behind. <laughs> Thanks, Dubois. Hope you frankly both kill each other. And walks out of the room. <laughs> I, I would like to also, like, join them and say, sometimes artists are not known until after they are gone. <laughs> and you guys can finish the episode without me. I'm not here if you want to kill them. I'm not here if you want to do whatever. <laughs> Paladin's peacing out. <laughs> well, the the... Uh, the artist behind you, the writer, sort of smiles and goes like, Yes, but only a living artist can know when his name is known. I want to enjoy my life. And he sort of like walks out with you as well. So it's uh, you, Cecil, and uh, Skirmish left in the room with the two fuming Dubois brothers. And you notice that as these people are leaving the room, all of these sort of strange other things in this mansion are sort of blip, 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 coming out of existence, as if they were merely artistic constructs of the artist residing in the manor. Well, I feel like I should apologize to Babette after she said that. I feel bad for saying that the art wasn't any good. Um, Cecil? All artists, all artists are, are learn to accept criticism. It's, it's part of the process. All right. I wouldn't feel too bad. Did you notice all these strange things happening since those artists left? I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because <clears throat> I was also curious if that was a group thing or if it was just a hallucination, perhaps a flashback. Um, so, yeah, I didn't notice that. So as you guys are just kind of having a conversation in the dining room, the Dubois brothers are, again, in unison, like, Get out of our house! <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. I suppose it, uh, we might as well go back to Nick and Moore. Thank you for inviting us. I appreciate it. But I'm going to be also taking my leave now. Come on, crew. Uh, likewise. Uh, as you guys are like 
getting back into the carriage, taking the long walk down, you see from an upper window, the Dubois brothers yell at you, one from the east wing, one from the west. This isn't the last time you've heard from us fire-breathing kittens. The Echo Blame will take you. And with that, uh, you head back to Nickel Boy. Um, you return these artists collective to the patron, who is a very strange person in a long robe and a mask, but because you return them, gives you a bonus. Everybody can go ahead and walk with 300 gold. And that will wrap us up for this week on Fire Breathing Kittens. Once again, we were joined by Cecil. Thank y'all for having me this week. I really enjoyed it. Jade. Bye. And Skirmish. Uh, Thank you for having us. Bye bye, folks. Do you love 1980s pop culture and hate silence? Then you'll love 1980s Now. Each week, the 1980s Now podcast examines the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. We speak with the 1980s icons we grew up loving. And every week, we discuss current news related to 1980s media. You don't need to miss it. You can have your 1980s Now. Hi, you reached Sandra's Love Services. If you suck, press 1. If you don't, press 2. If you're curious about your relationship with love, hit 3. If you're evil, hit 4. At a Crossroads with the Naked Podcaster shares stories of struggle to success, trial to triumph, and helps you build a toolbox to support your journey. We're here for you. At a Crossroads is for those of you who know that you are built with strength and love that is meant to shine through in times of conflict and in times of celebration and was designed to cause a worldwide epidemic of healing, gratitude, and joy. Join the conversation, find connection, and step into the person you were meant to be. We all strive to be unique, but to find ourselves and find who we are, it's a very difficult thing. Join me on State of Mind with GB as I try to tackle the different elements which may open and unlock our uniqueness. Life is codified and made up of a different lot of elements which we just have to touch on and look at at a different angle to see that life is unique. State of Mind with JB.